It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The forever It's at the end of the episode. That's when it technically ends. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, October 5th, and you're listening to episode 436. As always, I'm your host, Jason, joined by some extra special guests uh, today. I am joined by uh, two people from my absolute favorite band, and that is Dolio the Sleuth and Sleeves from Gangsta Grass. Hey, how are you two doing today? Hey, what's up? Doing good, doing good. Great to be here. Awesome. Great to have you all here. So, uh... Everyone who listens to the show for these last 400 plus episodes has many times heard me talk about Gangsta Grass and tell people why they should download their songs and buy their albums and listen to them and also watch Justified because, yeah, it's great. And also the music is great. But uh, anyways, um, a little bit more about it. Um, so Sleeves, you are the ops and the tour manager for the band. That is uh, You've correct. been doing that for, for how long have you been doing that for now? One million years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure that so that's just the last six months where it feels like that one million right, years. Right, that... Exactly. One, <laughs> one million and four years. Approximately. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so Dolio, you are one of the MCs, lyricists. Uh, you do a little bit of singing as well in the band. You've been with the band for were you were you there right since the beginning or soon after? Yeah. Uh... Pretty much soon after. Um, well, awesome. I've, been, I've been with the band since it's since it's been a band. Right, right. Yes, I guess uh, with the first album, it was a little less of a band and a little more of Wrench and right. Yeah, <laughs> and MCs. Yeah, Wrench and I were in a different band together before Gangster Girl. Oh, awesome! So, oh, so you all go way back. Yeah, we go back. We we go back to pre Gangster Grass days. <laughs> nice, nice. Jason, you would probably like that other band too, B-Star. I, I, oh, that's okay. I've heard Wrench talk about that before. Well, now that I know that Dolia was part of it, I'm going to definitely go find that. So awesome. That's really cool. I had no idea. Awesome. That's good to know. And then Dolio, I know you have a couple of your own albums as well. Um, you have uh, Arl Impetus is the one that just came out, correct? Yeah. Or the newest one. Yeah, that's the um, one. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And you can find all of those albums uh, and all of your uh, lovely downloading places like iTunes and such, uh, gangstress.com, your uh, dsleuth.com. Yeah, dsleuth.com yeah. or doliotosleuth.com will get you there. Okay. Getting just all of those covered, all the bases covered. Oralimpetus.com will also get uh, yeah. you there, but that is A U R A L. Very yes, important. Yes, We're yes. Talking Arl, about the yeah. ears. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Also, djdolio.com will get you there. he's just collecting websites as you go you would not believe how many domain names i own yeah you can you can get to me darthcovid.com sleeves.net oh wow one of our hobbies we do do collect websites nolegacies.com wow that's an interesting one that's uh conservatives against trump.com we really do collect no time for enemies.com right 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 yeah uh any website i I just found a website today called vote for donald trump.com and when you go there it says no just kidding don't here's all the bad stuff he's done i was like well done person who bought that website genius (laughs) yeah yeah ah 
So yeah, yeah. So I um, you know, I wanted to have you all on because uh, I, I reached out to uh, Dolio, and he also hooked me up talking to Sleeves that both of you play games. Um, you know, and I uh, I just I love talking to people who play games who aren't necessarily game designers. Obviously, the focus of our show is is a lot of times really is really about um, is really about games and game design, but we we like to have have non-game designers on from time to time to really because i mean because y'all are our customers right i mean we're designing games we're putting them out uh and and people are playing those games and it's great to always hear different voices and the different things uh that everyone else is interested in and, and certainly asking you all ahead of time hey what games you know what are your some of your favorite games i got broadly different answers which is always fantastic um so so yeah, so in a minute uh, we will get into talking about uh, talking about games. So a teaser there. We're going to talk about kind of what games mean to these two. But before we do that, I, I really wanted to kind of check in with uh, with everything. You all have had a really great online presence during everything that's been happening. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I, I, you're doing at least one one web like one online like um, meeting a week that you're broadcasting out there for everyone. Correct. Is that, is just one a week? We have one with everybody a week, at least one a week with everybody where we just kind of talk. We invite guests on. We have really in-depth discussions. We bring people different political stripes and, and, you know, people who are activists and people who are musicians. And we just, we have these wide ranging discussions. Everything from advanced math, to physics, uh, science, the internet, politics, music, right? <laughs> cartoons, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mad comics, superheroes. Nice. Um, yeah, we, we yeah. run the gamut for sure. Because it's important to be having those in-depth conversations and bringing people in. And I feel like people um, who have come to join the discussions are so grateful to have that kind of outlet because there's so much lowest common denominator stuff happening in media today. So mm-hmm. it's nice yeah. to be able to say, oh yeah, I really like this band. Wait a minute. They're talking about particle physics. <laughs> That's And they're relating that to what's happening in our political landscape. How interesting. I Let me get right. in on that. And then we engage with the folks in the comments and it's really, really fun. And then Dolio on Saturdays, in fact, this is going to be tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, uh, this coming Saturday. Um, yeah. So actually, so this, wait, we're airing Never mind. Yeah, this would be this would be just <laughs> this before, past yeah. Saturday. Um, Dolio <laughs> gave a, what I'm what I have no doubt was a killer dance party on Twitch. So we do 3 p.m. on oh, Saturday nice. on Twitch. Yeah, Dolio and Wrench switch off doing dance parties, and uh, and that's I missed that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, and yeah. any song it's... that both of them play, you know, is going to be super dope. And then we oh, have yeah, Tuesday nights right? at nine too. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, I've watched a couple of the shows early on. I haven't been able to catch all of them. It's always like that kids go to bedtime, you know, uh, Thursdays are the nights that I usually get for recording the podcast where I can sneak away from everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, one of the things with our podcast too, no one would ever accuse us of being super focused to like just talking about game design. We meander and talk about a, a lot of the things you've talked about though, not particle physics, cause we're not qualified, uh, at all to talk about anything that, a high level of intelligence but um but we've noticed and you know when it's come to since with covid and everything and then and then just everything happened politically in the country and such that 
we found ourselves really diving into a lot of different topics that, you know, two years ago just weren't, well, that's not fair. Four years ago, weren't as much on our radar, right? The last four years have been, uh, we've been slowly building towards this, you know, climax uh, where hopefully the movie like turns and gets better um, in a positive way. Fingers crossed, right? Sleeves, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it was interesting to see you all do that as a band as well. Um, and you're all, I mean, No Time for Enemies, the new album, uh, has what I consider at least to be a lot of activist type songs, right? There are a lot of songs that are about very important issues. And uh, yeah, yeah. So you know, is this something that it's is kind of in all of your DNA to begin with? And that's what's called you to Gangster Grass together? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think so. I mean, ever since the inception, it's pretty much been, we've been consistent with the message as far as yeah um, mm-hmm, for as sure as far as um our material i think the um the more recent album it's is when it it seems to have more um i guess congealed to a point to where we can we've been able to allow all of our varying styles to um to mix in a way to where it's more seamless you know um right I mean, we all the other projects are each one of. Anytime people ask me which what's our favorite album is, I'm like whatever the next one is, yeah, or right. whatever our most recent is, because you know each one of them was a labor of love, and as mm-hmm. I feel like we continue to to grow and bond and 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 develop the sound, um, but the, as far as the message, we've been consistent about how we feel about these things. You know, we care about making this country and this world a better place for the children that we are raising yeah absolutely and that you know i think that yes i I, as a listener that message has come through but boy on this last album it came through real loud and clear which i know was obviously the mission um i think that that one of the things that you all did that really really spoke to me uh was you do a cover of this land is your land and uh and it's amazing uh it is just just wonderful and uh the lyrics that that you and our son put to it um are just so powerful um talking about you know this land is your land it's my land but is it my land but really is it any of our land because didn't we take it from somebody else and it just oh it yeah it just it's the type of thing that we need right now uh more than ever uh, to be getting out there and i think that you know, one of the amazing things about you all as a group is that you really have this really interesting cross-cultural thing going on where like, but especially in the music style, I mean, right, where where bluegrass and hip hop, first of all, you know, I know wrench jokes shouldn't sound good together, but somehow they sound like they were born to be together. But also, obviously, I think that in some ways your demographics, especially politically, very well could be different between your traditional country or bluegrass listeners and your traditional uh, maybe hip hop listeners. And maybe I'm generalizing, but I, I, how, how is, how has the acceptance been for you all with that and your sound and your message? Um, the accept it's been pretty well recept- re- received. It's um, the political lines are one thing, but when you talk about actual issues, that's when you see the common ground. Yeah, yeah. Because the lines that get drawn are false. They're just made. They're made to manipulate people to to do the whims of, you know, the elites who you know, 
are pulling the strings to everything, really. Um, mm-hmm. But because we address the issues that people care about, you know, um, and these are issues that people care about no matter where they are um, as far as the, the, the demographics of bluegrass and the demographics of, of hip-hop. Um, Clean water, poverty. Right. And the right. things that these, right. you know, the, the, these are people who, we are all people who, who share so many more commonalities than we do differences. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That is, that is a great way to put it. Sorry, Sleeves, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's worth pointing out that this album was largely, not completely, but largely envisioned before all of the stuff went down of 2020. Yeah. You know, so, so the song, wow. so yeah, the song, this land is your land was actually the last song that Gangsta Grass performed together on a stage before the lockdowns happened that was the end of february oh wow and that was the first time it was performed and that was you know basically the last time it was last time it was performed before an audience right for a while yeah yeah it was um it was with it was at the uh anniversary of the song with the uh woody guthrie center that's right at town hall in new york city nice yep and they brought this wonderful artist from tulsa Branjay in who did a bunch of the singing and um, you know, we brought back, as you know, some of the original verses from what what Woody wrote that were a little less uh, appealing to right, right to the I I don't know whatever audience it was that was into that song initially. But we brought those verses back, and um, and then you know the song "Freedom" was written in 2019. Yeah, it was. We released it oh, on right, June yeah. on Juneteenth, uh, mm-hmm. in, intentionally because it it felt like the song of the moment that needed to be released. But when we Absolutely. initially envisioned the album, that that wasn't a thing we were foreseeing. It was just something that was on everybody's mind already. Right. Yeah. I don't so think the, we the ever. Song, sense. Yeah, I don't think we yeah. ever thought it was going to be a single. We um, we recorded it. I think was it in the January. Or beginning yeah, of uh, yeah, uh, it was. I want to say February 9th. Okay, February. Yeah. Yep, in the studio in Philadelphia, and then the only song that really was fully created post lockdown was the song "Do Better," which we created on the live stream on the Twitch stream with each mm-hmm. person. Pharaoh started with a bass line when he was sequestered. Just got stuck in Portland, Oregon, and he laid down a bass line, and then. Danjo came on and laid down some banjo and I think he put on the guitar or Wrench put on the guitar. Maybe they both did and Wrench added the beats and um, Randall Wyatt and MC out in Portland put on a verse and that song ended up having to go on the album because it was just so timely. But everything else was was from pre the craziness. Yes. All ahead of all ahead of it. I like that. That's that's. Awesome. Yeah. That even that goes even further to to solidify the the consistency of your message, right? And why yeah. that's so important. That's fantastic. Yeah, exactly as Dolio was saying, this has always been been part of the whole jam of Gangsta Grass and I can't imagine touring with any other band. I mean, this is this is a big part of the appeal of being with this group of people that mm-hmm. that, you know, they really do walk the walk and put in the work. Right, right. No, and I mean that's just listening to any of your um, any of the live streams, you hear that with the topics you discuss and all of that. It's been um, I remember I don't remember exactly what had happened, but I it was after 
Uh, in, gosh, I don't. It was after some horrible incident with the police. I don't actually re- remember which one because there have right. been too Just many. To from. Uh, um, but uh, it, uh, it was Wrench just talking about he was going to do like a thing where he was going to play songs and like um, sleeves. You look like you know what I'm talking about. The night Wrench and Randy had that amazing discussion. Yeah. Wrench and Arson, yeah. the voice of reason, just and yeah. Wrench asked questions and, you know, spoke a little and just let Arson talk about yeah. how he was feeling and what was going on. You're right. That was a magnificent discussion. Yeah, I think it was absolutely. Right after, I think that was right after George Floyd. Yes, it was. I think it was. It was after George Floyd. Yeah. Which somehow now feels like it was years ago. Right. I mean, like, because everything has been like so much has happened. It's just insane how much yeah. has happened since then. Yeah, it's several victims ago. Mm. I, I know. Right. And that. Many. Oh, gosh. It's just. Um, oh, yeah. But it, it's not Any- that's not even the state that the actual time has elapsed. It's more just the fact that there's just a sheer density of incidents. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, one of the things I had heard someone say, I don't remember who it was, but they had said, you know, you've got people protesting police brutality and the police are so bad at that, that they can't even stop doing police brutality to the protesters who are protesting police brutality. Like, (laughs) just like, we're just going to prove the, I mean, it's just, it's just awful. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. And it's, it's something we've covered on this show a few times now with different people, just because it's been so, you know, it's been a topic that we, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a Midwestern dude from Michigan, a white guy, like middle-aged, like very privileged. And I've just found myself feeling like I knew a lot about this stuff and then finding out that I needed to ask a, a hell of a lot more questions and get a lot more answers and understand more. And um, so we've been certainly trying to do that in my personal life. And then also on the show, we've done a bit of that trying to you know, help our listeners because, you know, a lot of our demographic is, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of middle aged white dudes who design board games. Um, but there's a lot more of people of color uh, and in in women and in people of all different races and backgrounds that have, are getting into game design, and that is amazing to be able to lift those voices, uh, because in every industry and in everything we're doing, we need that diversity of voices. Because without that, you know, you just you're just not doing anything justice if you don't have that. So I I thank you all for doing that in music and everything else you do with your discussions and really trying to cover those issues and talk about these important things. And being activists out there covering these things for sure. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was got a little a little heavy there for a sec. Um, everybody, I look at the Zoom and everybody's just kind of sitting there like, uh, I don't know who's gonna talk next. I always look to Dolio because he always has something brilliant to say, yeah. and one of the amazing things about Dolio is he he speaks generally quite you know quietly and softly and if if people are 10 feet away from him they're not going to know the brilliant stuff that he's saying so, right right so i just i just usually will just kind of just kind of sit quietly and wait for the the wonderfulness to spew forth yeah i think the problem is um i spend a lot of time in silence or in very quiet environments so that when I speak, it usually sounds incredibly loud to me. <laughs> That's fair. But I don't realize that it, 
uh, what I don't realize unless someone, you know, lets me know is that, no, I need to speak up so they can hear me. <laughs> and then also, right. you know, you know, just lower voices don't carry as far. I, yeah. I find we, my, I'm right. all, my, my folks are always bringing it up because me and my brothers and I all have similar voices and no one can understand us, but we all <laughs> understand each other perfectly. Right. <laughs> Dolio also gets bleeped a lot when he hasn't cursed. Right. <laughs> and, 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 uh, I try my best, like, I, and I try my best mostly to suppress my actual accent. <laughs> And it's just that when I'm depending on where I am and when I'm if I'm spitting or rapping or whatever, sometimes the accent is being used, and I think maybe it's a the way that I enunciate or the accent or whatever, or just them expecting right. or just the sheer speed at which I'm speaking. Right, sometimes right. It might throw them off. They might expect me to say something, but for right. the, and and it's funny because like they bleep sometimes they'll bleep my lyrics when I'm like making an appearance, and I'm like. I don't even curse in my raps. Right. What was that one? <laughs> you were, I think you were you were rapping about like mathematics or mathematics and science or something. I think I think he said the word fractions. Yeah, I said fractions. And I was like, wow. <laughs> what is what's what what's the scene about <laughs> I wanna know what they thought he said. Yeah, I yeah. Really Maybe they thought you were speaking out against fracking and they just were like not okay with that. <laughs> plausible yeah <laughs> I, I have, so I, I, have, have to, I have been outspoken about that i have to say that uh so don't don't tell our son right but your your voice as an mc is is my favorite not just in gangster grass but just beyond that too it's just it is so low and so smooth and like I, so many times when you hear like at least for me like if i'm listening to uh to a hip-hop group and there's a lot of voices, it takes me a long time to be able to tell them apart. Right. But I feel like no matter how many people are are rapping on a Gangsta Grass album, every time your voice comes in, I'm like, well, that's Dolio. <laughs> so, and it's like 100%. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of, I owe a lot of that to my, I guess my, well, part of it is biology, but the other part is just, right. um, it's just the, my influences uh from music my musical influences the ones that i've always gravitated towards were people in that baritone range mm. okay yeah um mostly because i was like okay there doesn't seem to be a lot of us in mm -hmm. this music period not just rap but like right you know you, right. Don't, you know so like i've always been a big fan of like barry white and isaac hayes mm, yeah, yeah yeah um you know people who who sing in that register you know nate dog mm -hmm. You know, yeah. You know, it's like he his his voice was golden to me. Um, but like with rappers, I was always leaning towards people like Bun B, MJG, mm. Brother J. You know, people mm -hmm. that had like those deep voices because it made them stand out. Right, right. Um, it's like you hear they. It's like they you speak with authority. You know, it's like the the dad voice almost. Yeah, know? right. When, when That's you put true. That, you put that bass in your voice. The kid will right. stop what they're doing, you know. Right. So, right. Uh, I kind of felt like yeah. I need to occupy that space and and emulate that vibe. Right, right. It, it makes me think that that's why no one could ever take Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys seriously, right? Because he has like the highest pitch squealy voice, right? Like, completely, you know, like that's not, you know. 
just doesn't sound like he knows what he's talking about ever. <laughs> so, um, well, so one of the things you mentioned, Sleeves, was that you know you love touring with the band, and oh, yeah. um, and despite the fact that you've only been to Michigan like twice, which hurts my heart, like actually hurts my heart, because the one time I was actually out of state when you came to Michigan, but the, oh. I did see you in Ar- Ann Arbor once at the um what was the arc i think which was a really cool little venue there um like it's not super big but it's very personal and like comfortable and it was it was amazing so um my wife and i we live in kalamazoo michigan so it was just a little bit of a hike over that way oh i'm gonna have that song uh, stuck in my head now the uh yeah yeah, that yeah. You're not Sorry. the first time I've heard someone say that. <laughs> I'm sure it's all right. I actually that song doesn't ever get stuck in my head, so it's cool, right? Like I don't mind. <laughs> um so but when you talked about touring, one of the things you talked about before the show when you and I were messaging was that you and Dolio like to play games sometimes when you're uh when you're touring. And uh, what what was it you said you you like to play? I can't remember. Was it uh, the two big ones that we've been playing on the road are dominoes and set. So set okay. set right. is nice because it's you know it's it's somewhat playable in the van. I mean, obviously, unless right, you're right. driving, uh, don't play dominoes while driving. not so much. <laughs> Public service announcement. Um, right. Also, probably don't play dominoes while driving. I haven't tried it, but I'm going to go with don't do that either. No. Uh, but yeah, you know, sets, like sets a good, work, yeah. sets a good, it's a great game for a whole bunch of people will be sitting around. I mean, I have some clear memory, apparently not clear enough to remember what city we were in, but we That's were in fair. some Airbnb and there was a, you know, a coffee table and we had set out on the coffee table and everybody was playing and, you know, people would walk into the room and call a set. And uh, some people had just learned the game, and some of us had known it for a long time. Right, right. Yeah, I think that was somewhere in Mississippi. Maybe we definitely played set in Mississippi at the at the lake house for sure. Um, and then, uh, and then, and then, dominoes are a nice thing when you're, you know, you're back at the back at the pad after the show, and and just kind of chilling out, and uh, right, right, yeah. Yeah, those are those are great road games. And then of course there's my favorite game, which is Get the MacGuffin, which is also easy to play on the road. But that's my favorite game because I'm a card in it. Right, right. And that is um who that is published by That's a Looney Labs game. It's a Looney Labs game, yes, yeah. yes. I'm in the, in the DC Steve area. Jackson, but I'm like, they're it's not local that. here. They're local. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And so you ended up being one of the cards, like the artwork for one of the cards. I did. Nobody's going to be able to see this, but you can see it. That's me. Nice, I'm a drug nice. master in Get the MacGuffin. And I love Get the MacGuffin because it's by the same the same people who did Flux. Um, Andy mm-hmm. Looney, who's yeah. a, a brilliant game designer and you know created Pyramid Arcade and Just Desserts and all these really cool games. Um, and Get the MacGuffin's a lot like Flux, except it can't possibly go long it's always going to be a short game. So it's a great game to play while you're waiting to start other games. Players do get mm-hmm. eliminated, but the game never goes like the game only ever goes a few minutes. So, so it's okay right. if they've, they're not sitting around waiting. And if players have been eliminated from some other big game, like you're playing twilight Imperium or something, you know, they can, <laughs> yeah. they can, God, the game takes a long time. They can, they can go and play, get the MacGuffin on the side, which is, which is, right. I, I love being part of this game. And, and I love being the shrug master in particular, because it turns out I actually do this a lot. Yeah. 
Julio backs that up. And Julio, you said uh, one of your favorite games, uh, other than Domino's, was uh, for classic games was was Mancala. Yeah. Um, which uh, it's funny, I I haven't played that in years, but when you said that, I, I downloaded an app and have now gotten addicted to playing it on my phone because uh, you can play a game in like five minutes. Uh, so is that's that's a decent travel game, I would suppose, with the with the little cutouts and the unless you spilled it and then all bets are off. Yeah, right. Yeah, we haven't really. Um brought that on the road um we I, I i only started playing it again recently like i used to play it like crazy like used to be like like in high school it was just fanatically me and all my classmates used to just go at it like <laughs> when it, whenever there was like a free a moment in between anything the boards would come out right right um but um I've recently brought it back into play because, you know, I'm teaching my son how to play and he, he's already yeah, yeah. crazy about it. Um, That's awesome. And when I was in college, my thesis advisor actually made his own version of it. He called it Kaladi, um, where um, so we ended up kind of getting into manufacturing the boards for that. Oh, that's cool. Um, Very cool. Uh, and it's basically Moncala, but. You t- imagine you take two Moncala boards and place them across each other in a in a uh, cross, like an X. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so it's it's less predictable with you know whatever your initial move is because that those mm-hmm. middle four pots uh, cause a randomization, so it, uh, it it forces you to continuously adjust your strategy. Okay. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. And you can play with four people. Oh, right. Which is also great. Yeah, because I guess I didn't think about that, but I've never played Mancala with anyone but two, without anyone. Obviously, only two players, or usually myself against a computer. Uh, but I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's so. What is it like for for high school kids? Thinking about high school kids being like, let's play Mancala. Like, that doesn't like jump as the first game to me that the high school kids would be like, you know, really really grabbing onto like what was it about that do you think that really caught everyone's attention and it really entertained everyone with that i don't know i mean it, it might have been something cultural uh for us um where i'm from is, i'm from pensacola florida which is an old old town like mm-hmm. we existed long before there was an america Right, right. Um, we were founded in 1561. Um, wow. Okay, that is earlier than I would have thought. Yeah, that is a yeah. really long time. And, um, and, and, it's, and I went to, I guess, I'm like a majority, majority black high school. So there's a lot of, you know, I guess, Afrocentricity in the air. And mm-hmm. it, being a game that, you know, there's steeped in so much heritage, I guess we kind of took Absolutely, yeah. Um, That's a good point. But... Yeah, and, and and those type of games just kind of, it's it's something that we're like, it's one of those things where you, it's easy to learn, but you have to really play it to get to get good at it. Right, right. So, and and the, you know, there's also the bragging rights thing of it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, you know, it, it it's the same with like hip hop when you know you like jump into a battle, you, you it's like okay, you're gonna get served. You know, it's like. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, as you're walking past a basketball court and there's a ball there, you want to. <laughs> right, right, right. Do your thing. 
Nice, nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. And in sleeves, you uh, you had sent me a laundry list of some of your favorite games. Uh, so what, like, what do you think is your your favorite thing you're playing right now, and and what about it is really, you know, pulls you into that? So I uh, play on Board Game Arena, and I, I was doing this before the pandemic every now and then. But what with the being in the house all the time, um, I right, right. sort of restarted some of my games. I play with a friend of mine from college debate who's up in Massachusetts, and that's like our hangout time, which is so great. Mm-hmm. So we've been playing the game Innovation, which he taught me in um, in card form, you know, many years ago, but. On Board Game Arena, it's actually even better because part of it is you have, you either can use powers by yourself or you have to share them depending on how many of particular icons you have showing on your board. And the, the Board Game Arena counts them for you. So you don't even have to be constantly counting your 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 yeah. icons. It's wonderful. And I love it for a lot of reasons. There is There is strategy... It changes. It's one of those, uh, much like Get the MacGuffin, where there are oh, there's always some cards that are out of the deck, and you don't know what those cards are. The same is true in Innovation. Mm-hmm. So each level, one of the cards, a uh, deck one, deck two, is is out of the game, and it's it is almost. I don't want to compare it to Civ because it it is definitely not that, but it is a a game about how civilizations evolve. So there's a lot of really interesting interactions, like the cards philosophy and paper work really well together, right? Philosophy is nice, paper is nice, but when you have them together, you can really get something done. Uh, Things like that, paper and reformation, same deal. You know, one is good, together they're better. And I love that the way that the game is designed feels so thoughtful. The only thing that is not thoughtful about it is level four, there's colonialism and gunpowder. And for some reason, the colonialism card has a light bulb instead of a crown. And the gunpowder card has a crown instead of a light bulb. And I just feel like, you know, crown generally at talking about government and systems that should clearly be on the right, colonialism right. card. Light bulb talking about invention and intelligence should clearly be on the gunpowder card. And it just it bugs me every time I play the game that it is not that is. And there might be some reason that it needed right. to be that way, but I don't see why they're both level four red cards, but it's super right. fun and it doesn't take too, too long to play. So we'll be playing the two of us always have two games that we're just playing with each other going at any given time. And we also have like seven other games going with two or wow. three other people or one or two other people. So three or four player games at all times and you can just take your turns when you want to and you know leave it alone if you if you don't want to for a day or two it's fantastic i'm so happy with board game arena um and and yeah innovation i i highly recommend we would take it on the road but it would just i feel like it would be a little cumbersome whereas right yeah dominoes and set are much yeah much easier to take around well and one of the things too i think is the approachability factor is if you've got a group of people who don't always consistently play games or have only played classic games i think you tend to run into um you know the approachability aspect of oh it's after a show we're tired does anybody want to learn a brand new game that's complicated you know like it's like no no i don't (laughs) 
I mean, I'm a game designer and I'm like, no, don't want There are plenty of nights where like my wife and I sit down and I'm like, you want to try a new game? She's like, sure. And then I start to read the rules and I'm like, no, let's just play something we've already played before because I don't have the energy to do this. Yeah, the, the newer stuff is stuff that will start to like get into like on the off days, like when we have a day between shows. Um, right, right. Or, you know, just a day where we're just going to hang out in this city and do our thing, kick back, have a few drinks and then learn some new game. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that is a good, good combo for sure. So, and I think that that's, you know, across all different people who game, you know, that really, we all have those comfort games that are easy to run back to and just to play those. And that's, that's good because, um, yeah. And what I love too, is those are different for everyone. You know, I mean, I, games that any of us might want to play all the time, like, like my wife and I, we have certain games we consistently play, um, and other people are like, oh, that game's just okay. And I'm like, shut up. It's like my favorite game, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's that's cool that, that, you know, there's there's a game for every gamer. There really is. And uh, so one of the other things that I really was interested in with all this is obviously, you know, spoiler alert, there's some camaraderie building, right, that you're doing with games. And that's, that's important. Mm. Um, but, you know, listening to Dolio say, like, you know, you're teaching Mancala to your son, right, which is a as a dad of, of two younger kids, that's super important to me as well as being able to share the love of games with kids. You know, what, what kind of what in general for both of you, what do, what are the positive things, you know, about board games and what they represent to you or what they mean to you and, you know, games in general and play. Um, for me, it's, it's, it's just, uh, the socializing, the, the, it's the bonding that happens. You know, because you're, you're you're concentrating on the game, of course, but then of course there's the the fun ribbing that happens back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. So the the smack talking. Um, yes. So it makes games great, right? You know, and especially when it comes to dominoes, which is a game I've been very serious about for many years, like tournament level. <laughs> wow, um, that's awesome. To where, like, uh, when it, it, at tournament level, you basically you have to play six love, which means you have to re, win six six ga- six hands in a row. Ooh, in a row. Um, so that means when you hit to like the finals, like this, the final like elimination round can sometimes go for weeks. <laughs> I bet. Whoa. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I have never beaten Dolio at Dominoes, by the way. Well, I would, I would hope not. I mean, if he plays it at not tournament once. level, <laughs> but it's like it's a game that does, you know, that's you know, you get it's just passed out from generation to generation, and then like, mm-hmm. you know, you you're you're always wanting to you know be good enough to beat you know the viejo at the end of the bar at the end of the table, you know, and he's pulling out right. like, all kinds of tricks, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say a couple of couple of things one is i just love um i love witnessing people's intelligence and learning how they think so mm-hmm. in innovation there's the capacity to share a card if you have fewer of the particular icon than somebody else you have to share it with them so you might choose to play that card and share it with them or not play it because you don't want to share it and it's interesting to look at you know my friend's statistics and see who is willing to share and who is not willing to share. You can usually guess. And um, and I, uh, when we were talking before the podcast, I mentioned the game Azul, which is that tile, yeah. tile mm-hmm. game. And my mom and I have been playing that. And she just 
loves it. I love it too, but it's so delightful to me that she loves it. And she'll ask, right. you know, when I'm at her house, she wants to play it. So it's nice to have that kind of bonding time. And then the one other thing that I'll say is actually the reason that I know Gangsta Grass at all, the reason that we became friends is because uh, our son and I, after the first show I went to, as I say, a million and four years ago, um, was uh, he, we were talking about board games. Um, he works with a comic book store and I was telling him about this game quantum that I was at the time was fairly new to me and I was really excited about. And we ended up playing it and playing it like all night. And every time he would come to town, we would get together and play quantum. So oh, that's, that's so actually cool. how I got to know gangsta grass. So you just, you just never know how getting somebody excited about a new game could evolve and develop into something much bigger. Right. No, that's games make bridges and games make connections. 100%. Uh, I, uh, some of my best friends, I mean, for real, I, are all because of either this board game podcast that I've met them through that, or I've met them through going to game conventions and working in games. And uh, and it resonates with me too what you said about your mom, because that is my mom has always taught me to be into games uh, when I was growing up. And she's she still is very much into classic card games. Like we played Pinochle, Euchre, this game called Hand and Foot, which I think has like 7,000 different ways you can play it. Um, but <laughs> I enjoyed the way we played it and and I credit a lot of those times to what kind of got my design brain thinking and got me designing games and and I still I tend to design smaller box card games uh that that are what you would call new classics so they're games that feel new and different but also you're like oh this is like a trick taking game or this yeah. feels like this other you know because that's because that's what matters to me and that's what I grew up with that's the experience that's what my wife has grown to love in games as well mostly because she's been forced to play them with me for 20 plus years now <laughs> but <laughs> yeah so I I love to see you know what games can do for bringing people together and and really too games you know I Games can serve, and I think this is this is key for you all because you're all out there educating people as well. You know, games can really educate and change perspectives to people because because it's this experience that feels very low pressure. It feels like you're just playing a game, but it can help you think about things in a different way. It can help you, you know, you can find out that your friends don't like to share, for instance, uh, playing in board game arena, right? <laughs> That's right. We really it's should 20, make a gangster grass game. I'm, I'm, I'm now my yes. my mind is is yes. definitely exploding with this idea that there are, needs to be a gangster grass game. Sounds like a fantastic idea. Yeah, I, I, I found I, it's. I feel like they're good team building exercises as well, especially if you're dealing with like games and where you're playing with partners. Um, it'll mm -hmm. not, it'll yep. kind of be able to communicate with each other in ways that that you may not have previously had the ability to do so yes yeah it, uh it's funny you mentioned that i we i talked not too long ago on on the show about how um i do coaching with people like for leadership and communication and things like that um as as my other half of my job outside of game design and um one of the things i've been trying to focus on is using games right to, to increase communication to increase uh, people realizing like, oh, if I communicate in this way, it makes sense to me, but it doesn't make sense to you. And I can try and teach you that. But if I let you play a game and I watch you fail at that game because you're not taking into account like 
when I write this word down, Dolio only has the information, this word that I wrote on this card. He doesn't know anything else, right? It's like when you're trying to explain something to someone. And so it's, uh, yeah, games games can be really good for that. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I find like, especially like, sorry, I, I, sometimes a lot of times I end up coming back to dominoes. <laughs> that's that's okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I have, yeah. yes, that is it, okay. It, so like, for instance, you can understand what, you can communicate to your partner, like when we're playing in, 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 a, in a partnered game against another pair, you can communicate what your understanding of the other group's hand is based upon what you're playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. And, you know, getting into that flow, you can always tell. The, you Typically, the people who end up getting higher in, in tournaments are people who have played together in, in a lot. To where they're okay, I know he's playing sixes, so that means that either he's heavy on sixes or he's trying to draw sixes out. Right. Okay, new plan. We're going to be playing (laughs) partners dominoes. I call Dolio, and uh, we're gonna take our son and wrench to the cleaners. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He did not sound nearly as excited about that as you did. (laughs) We're still gonna win. He could do it in his sleep, though. So yeah, you also you can't hustle them either. It's not like you can come in and pretend that you're not good, right? If they know that Tolia was good at dominoes, right? Yeah, that was. Yeah, I became um actually the I met I met our son at Penn State um shortly after I graduated from college and my first job ended up being out there, and um the first visit I made was to my frat's house because I knew nobody in the area so how i established myself was walking into the house and immediately beating everybody in dominoes <laughs> <laughs> that's like oh you guys are playing dominoes <laughs> all righty pull up a chair <laughs> it's like what sorcery is this <laughs> it's like the scene from the movie where the guy walks in and beats everyone at the game right and they're like what <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely curious about strategy because a lot of it feels like, you know, basically luck and just kind of also looking at what at what you have. Now, this I'm sure what I'm saying right now is totally explaining why Dolly always beats me at dominoes. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm very, I'm very curious about what actually is going into the thought process. A lot of math and statistics. Of course. He's also very good at billiards, as will come as no surprise. Because it's angles, physics. Does that mean you're also really good at poker, Dolio? Yeah, uh, are you? I, it's been years since I've played poker realistically, but there was a time there when that was kind of like a secondary income source. <laughs> nice. So not um, surprising. I used to work as a uh, bouncer at this bar in Harvard Square. Um if you ever saw Goodwill Hunting, yeah, the, yeah, uh, the how you like them apples scene, that, mm-hmm. that was my bar. Oh wow, <laughs> that's cool. So after, um, you know, then after you know, after everything was shut down and, and everybody, the customers are out and everything, we would pull up some chairs to the uh, pool table and put beer mugs in each pocket, and the pool table would become a poker table. And we would play with tips. Nice. 
and I would come home with, you know. <laughs> everyone else's tips. <laughs> Not everyone else's tips. <laughs> fair, fair. A lot of Harvard <laughs> people's money. <laughs> Dolio told a, told a story the other night, and I won't tell the story. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell my favorite line from it, which should be a title of a book or at least a book chapter, and that is, and this is a quote from Dolio: "Harvard was my backup school." <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the whole story, by the way, is even right. better than that, but I feel like that conveys the crux of it. <laughs> It that, was that's school, impressive, yeah. though. It was the school down the street, so. <laughs> right. I was like, <laughs> they're like, wait a minute. The audacity for you to say that in the Harvard interview. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and indeed, they accepted him, but so did his top choice. So right. Harvard right, was not right. so fortunate. All they All they could do was lose their money to him in poker. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, add, I think that's adding insult to injury, is what that is, right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, was, I, you know, I, my my objective was to go for engineering, and Harvard was not known for that. So right, right. I applied mostly because it was the school down the street that I wanted to go to. And since so, I, since I got into that one, you know, they got my first bid. Right. That makes sense. And, you know, since I applied early, there was no need to apply to any more than two schools. So that that's impressive. <laughs> I'm very certain we could design an excellent gangster grass game. I, I would believe so. Yes, I would believe so. We're open Math to suggestions. Is... Gangstagrass.com. You can fill out our contact form if you have some ideas for the gangster grass game. Math is a lot of game design. So, yes, for sure. All right. Well, hey, this has been a really fun uh, discussion here about board games and everything. So we normally at this part in the show, um, when I'm interviewing a game designer, I make them pitch a game. Either they something they brought or we do a pitch challenge. Uh, but one, a couple other times on the show, once or twice, uh, Rob and I, the old host who uh, used to be here, uh, he um, and I would play this game called Verse by Spatch Games. And it is a freestyle rap game. And when I first asked Dolio and Sleeves to come on the show... I thought, boy, it would be funny to play this with Dolio uh, because I already know I'm bad at this game. Uh, and and as the ops and tour manager, maybe you've learned some stuff as osmo- from osmosis, from being close to these, these guys, but I don't know. Uh, but I have a feeling what's going to happen is playing this game uh, is we are going to get schooled uh, like... You know, we're going to be basically Harvard in this thing. <laughs> right. Uh, we're right. going to be the backup MIT's school. going to take us to town. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is, for anybody who doesn't know, and you all don't know how this game works either. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to explain it to you all. It's it's super simple. Um, the way it works is I will grab two cards uh, mm-hmm. at random. I have a stack here of random cards. One will have a topic. For instance, this topic is bacon. And then I will have a card, another card that has three words on it. Uh, And this one happens to be clear, appear, and cheer. Those three words rhyme. Uh, And your goal is to make a three sentences rhyme um, ending with each of those words. You know, one sentence ending with each of those words uh, about the topic, which in this case was bacon. So that's how the game works. 
Does that make sense? Sleeves, you look really concerned. Oh, <laughs> only do. because I have the memory of a concussed goldfish, and I will definitely need for you to hold up the cards yes. Yes. so that I do not forget what words <laughs> we're talking about. I can absolutely do this. And you can even write them down when it's your turn. So, yeah. Um, so as as uh, as we discussed at the beginning of the show uh, before we started recording uh, we're just going to assume Dolio is going to win every round so what we thought we'd do is have Dolio judge uh, Sleeves and I about how <laughs> awful we are <laughs> and uh, I'm not worried about this because I've been awful before I've never been awful in front of a professional MC so that's going to be cool uh, especially <laughs> one that I really respect uh, so but I've you don't get into podcasting unless you're willing to make a fool of yourself in front of an audience so yeah. that's, it's interesting uh, that they I, I give do. you the rhymes in advance that's that's really yeah. that's well, really you just have to create the sentences okay make, make the sounds like you think this is going to be easy no 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 <laughs> i think that's actually I, I think that's actually i think that's a really unusual like i think that that could trip up even a professional mc that's a very unusual way to do it fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So unless anybody has any more, uh, questions, we'll, we'll try this out. It might be a train wreck. Sleeves, you still really look concerned. Like, <laughs> I, I always, just I smiling. Like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but you look very concerned. <laughs> always vaguely. There's always something to be vaguely concerned about. That's what you want in your ops manager. Right, right, right. But no, I'm, 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 I'm excited. second word appear? Appear, clear. And oh, sure? you, you want to use that one? Sure. Nailed it. Yeah. No, this in, oh, you have to, you only use one of them or you have to use them all? Oh, okay. No, no, you, you have, have to use them all, all okay. while you're rapping right. about bacon. Is that correct? Okay, Am I understanding yeah. that right? Yeah. Okay. okay. It's probably good that I'm judging this and not actually participating in it. Oh, like, yeah. Get your bleep button ready. I'm kidding. I'm totally no, kidding. no. Mostly because as Sleeves knows, I already have verses about <laughs> this very topic. <laughs> oh, really? It's true. You just figure out how to get the last three words in there? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Do you, right, have, well, you don't have to use them in order, do you? Nope. Absolutely okay. not. Nope. Just got to use all three. Oh wait, am I? Am, is this is this for me? Is this is this actually oh, my I thought, card? I thought this was for Dolio. No, oh, we each had oh. a different card. So oh, yeah. I'm actually supposed to do it as well. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no no no. If that's okay with you, yeah. I mean, because yeah. No, I just was saying we're just gonna assume that you'll you'll be better than us because you oh. know professional <laughs> okay. MCs. All right. All right. Because you have like flow and stuff. All right. So <laughs> I guess I kick it off first, just to make this clear. I don't eat pork. So turkey bacon will appear. If I put it on the plate, everyone will still eat, will surely cheer, because whenever I'm in the kitchen, everyone is glad I'm here. True that. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> special plug for your sweet potato pie recipe yeah. video, which I'm a huge <laughs> fan of. Where you show us how to make sweet potato pie and rap about it. And yeah. I made that pie. You'll see the pie yeah. I made at the end of that video. I made it out of purple sweet potatoes, and it was truly the most delicious pie I have ever made. The, the instructions are actually right there in the song. All you have to do is listen to Dolio the Sleuth Sweet Potato Pie. You can look it up on YouTube. Yes. And you have all the instructions that you need to make two perfect sweet potato pies. Yeah. And I kind of feel like every recipe should be that way, right? That it's just like, you know... 
Hashtag yeah. forthcoming. Well, the thing is, like, funny thing is, I wrote this song initially just mostly because I don't know, out of not out of boredom. It's just more like all of my recipes come from just scientifically executing and measuring until I get it the the way I want it to be. Right, right. So I have like several versions of things in a book that I scroll down, but um, writing that song made it easier for me to do it by memory without having to go to the book. Right. No, that makes total sense. And then, of course, I, I just happened to be listening to Domino one day, and I was just like, what if this song was actually about Pi instead of what he's actually talking about? <laughs> so I went ahead and just recorded the song and then, um, you know, made the video, put it out, and... The and he cool saw thing, it. The, the cool thing is that Domino <laughs> actually saw the video <laughs> and gave it props. And he was oh, like, "Oh, really? That's all." Awesome. He was like, "You did your thing, homie." And I'm like, "Yo, OG Domino really." <laughs> I hope he actually had the pie too. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, uh, are you ready, sleeves? Uh, as ready as I am okay. likely to be anytime in the near future. So, um. So here's your three words. They are art, start, and depart. And funny enough, your randomly drawn card no. is cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pulled out this pile ahead of time. That's the best part. Uh, I did look through to make sure I had fun cards, but yeah, cookbook popped up. So yes. So cookbook. And then do you want me to hold these up for you? Yes, please. Oh, yeah. You got that. Dolio's cookbook. I'm taking a good look because that's his art. And now I'm going to start baking a pie before we all depart. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be vicious. I'm going to make that pie and I'm going to shove it in my face. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you two are overachievers. Like when I've done this before, we do like the three bars and then we're like, we're out. <laughs> You're just like, I feel like I'm underachieving because I'm not even hitting eight. Like I should I was, be going doing at least a 16. Yeah. You, oh. you, I, I was actually expecting culinary art in there somewhere. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, we see? cannot all be Dolio the Sleuth. <laughs> this, is, this is why Sleeves has her job and you have yours. Right. <laughs> all right. So uh, I've got two more here. Um, my topic is cactus. So that's, um, that's great. It's sticky wicked. Um, yeah. Um, there's not enough rhymes about cactuses, real cacti, I guess, right? Indeed. Um, <clears throat> so, and my three words are delight, might, and uh, sight. Okay, this is going to be awkward, and here we go. Um, <clears throat> I'm probably just going to do the three, just so you know, so you can be let down ahead of time. Um, <laughs> Looking at a cactus is such a delight. Sometimes I want to smell it, so I think I might lean in, but I got too close, poked my eye, and lost my sight. Oh, there. nice. There you go. So, and you hit him so you have no flow at and you all. Hit him with the punchline, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funny is that I was still thinking on about food. So, <laughs> so it was going right. to be about various recipes of what you can cook with cactus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never, I don't know that Yummy. I've ever had food with cactus. I've had cactus cooler, but I don't think that actually has cactus in it. We uh, had those cactus green. tacos in Vermont, was it? Like oh. Vermont in a snowstorm, we had cactus tacos. 
Uh, the nopales, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Prickly, prickly pear cactus. Yep. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's nice, good texture. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In in where in Vermont did you say or oddly enough yes yeah yeah, yeah we've, I've, it's weird you find some of the, the 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 most delicious gems in the most unexpected places right New yeah, Orleans right? the best New Orleans food you can in, find in Winchester Virginia at Sweet Nola's I Go found figure. the most perfect crab cake in the mountains of Central Pennsylvania well now that I don't oh, believe wow. it all. <laughs> believe it believe it i've been chasing that aquatic dragon for 20 years chasing the aquatic dragon i'm from maryland just come to maryland man we have the aquatic dragon well it's it's it's, it, it's the chef not i don't and then and i know yeah that, that I know makes for, sense i know for a fact they've got those crabs flown in from maryland so oh, okay at the carnegie house oh oh so up uh pittsburgh pittsburgh way uh they uh it was in Patton Township, Pennsylvania. It's nestled in the mountains. <laughs> that I is think surprising. The, the best like tamales I've ever had were in Iowa. So, and it was it was the chef. It was this little old woman in this little tiny like half of a room where like you you went in and ordered the food and then ate like right next to where they cooked it. Like like probably too close to where they cooked it. You were eating. Um <laughs> But it was so good. We I was there for a weekend, like a board game design retreat, and uh, we went there. Uh, we went there, and it was just it was amazing. So yeah, yeah, that's more than likely. These are the best ones are when it's sort of home style like that. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. You know, it's like their family recipe they've been cooking mm-hmm. for generations. Like uh, the best barbacoa I've ever had is actually blocks away from my house. And people come from the world over <laughs> to 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 have that barbacoa, and it's only because this woman has been her. This is a three hundred year old recipe she's been using. Wow! <laughs> you know she she uh, she smuggled corn up from her village, and had, like and had the the corn grown by a farmer in Lancaster. Dope. So that they can have authentic authentic indigenous corn for her tacos and her tamales and everything else that she cooks heck yeah that is awesome i had the best eggplant i ever had courtesy of your mother-in-law on your on your block are we still doing phrasing here no (laughs) are we Um, doing phrasing (laughs) yeah my 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 mother-in-law is is quite the chef she's yeah she's she i've uh pulled up my chair to her kitchen to um to to soak in as much game as possible Mm. (laughs) that's awesome yeah i it's funny because i knew we would meander in this episode i thought it would be about music and stuff but we're just talking about cooking so food and cooking right (laughs) yeah i mean that's i did know about the sweet potato pie thing ahead of time but i actually forgot until we started talking about it i was like oh yeah yeah, I, I I even watch cooking games. <laughs> nice. And just a while, you know, some of them are, you know, the ones where people are making these cool, elaborate dishes or innovative dishes with different, you know, ingredients. And then some right, of them right. are just disasters. And that's the thing that we <laughs> that my that my son and I have gotten into watching <laughs> is watching are the disasters. 
is what the, is the, that the what is that british one that I, like i know wrench wrench recommended it to me and i recommended it to my mom and she got very into it was it it's like some british cake baking thing nailed it nailed it yes oh yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, watched, I've watched nailed it in um i think six different countries because they yes. they've syndicated the show so um i've watched <laughs> it in every different and and the cool thing about watching that is watching how the contestants act uh interact with each other um oh and the differences and how they interact with each other according to which country the show is taking place in that's so interesting like more cooperation in some places yes do they undermine each other in other places yes in other places there's is that the american version happening (laughs) yeah you quite a bit of that um yeah the 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 one in mexico you you saw a lot more cooperation you know stuff like that Mm. um and you also see that there, you you notice that they're they're playing for different amounts of money, in each one of the countries, right? Um, and the stories behind, depending on which country they're in, I guess they have a different approach to how they present it. So they have, um, uh, they have a way that they present like the each contestant as to why they want to why they want to compete. So they have like this whole backstory or whatever. So depending on which country, you know, it's either going to be like more humorous or like tear jerking. And I was like, right. wait a minute, this is, you're making me feel something and I'm about to watch <laughs> you make something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to feel really bad when you fail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, let's try, let's try one more round here for each of us. All if right. That's okay. All right, so uh, Dolio, uh, you uh, your card is your topic. Sorry, is maize, M A Z E. Oh, M-A-Z. not like corn. Are we back not to like the corn. traditional I mean, corn? It, it could be. I mean, okay. I'm not. I don't think anyone's going to argue with you if you chose to do traditional uh, corn. Uh, right. The words are distant, resistant, instant. I will hold it up so that you can see it. Distant, resistant, and instant. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> I'm a country boy. So, when I started to move into this city boy phase, I moved quite, I got quite distance from my home and ended up in a maze. The whole city <laughs> was quite intricate. I can't see the rest of the word there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You got so into oh. it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I for- oh, sorry. I'm sorry, God. Let me start over because I realized I'm supposed to be ending with these words. Oh, right. Right, Not right, right. Not just the using words. them. Right. Sorry. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it back to the topic of the maze of the city. But so, in a maze-like city, I found myself quite distant from my home and encountered encountered things that were quite resistant. So, but after I got the knack of it, I got it in an instant. And then, you know, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, and then I was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, 
I think this I game, right? It's yeah, like it's a totally, it is. This is so yeah. far from the way that a rhyme would typically be written. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like what happens? Is... Yeah, because usually what my again my background. I'm you know kind of old here, but in my you know I used we used to do rap battles, and they would do mm-hmm. the thing with the words, and with the rap battles they throw the words. They would throw words up on a screen or a board or whatever. Um, and you would have to use the words, but I never thought about having to force you to use them in the actual, as the actual ending of the word of the bar. Right. right because I, I think... mean, that would be, what would even be really the point of a rap battle if you were handing them the rhymes? Right. It's a challenge to have to use the words and come up with the rhymes. Right. Yeah. I think, I think the idea for this game is they're trying to take people who would never be able to come up with the rhymes right. and give them what, <laughs> what for them is the hardest part. But when you're good at coming up with rhymes, yeah, yeah. Then that, that it becomes a stumbling block, right? Because. Right. Cause uh, you saw what I did is I accidentally used, I, I accidentally started rhyming everything with maze, but just using the right, words right. in there. <laughs> it's really cool either way. Yeah. We used to, yeah, we used to do all kinds of stuff like that. Like just throw people whammies like, okay, orange. Oh, porridge. And then purple. Nurple, obviously. <laughs> that was the first thing that popped into my head, too. <laughs> right. But if you're using it in a battle, you have to, you know, kind of use it against another person and say things to them and things like that. But, you know, but right, you can right. take many things with purple, you know, hurt yeah. you. Wordful. Hurtful. Hurtful. <laughs> But we don't mean to take this to a dark place. Right. <laughs> you can call a guy an Urkel. I don't know. Urkel! <laughs> oh, Urkel. Make him pull his head into his shell like a turtle. I don't know. Yes! But, <laughs> wow, there it goes. See, that's real rhyming for you right there. Yeah, it's, it's the near rhymes that you get. it Because what happens is you start getting onto the syllables sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And the vowel sounds is really what you end up rhyming. And then from there, you're thinking about hard and soft consonant sounds. That's maybe the thing I, I learned. Maybe that's I, the maybe, thing I learned from Menzies. Maybe I over overthink that. <laughs> but that's, that's interesting. Key. That's the key. It's it's about the vowel sounds, and then uh, bringing, you know, not people focus so much on those consonants, and they try to get like every piece of the word to rhyme. But you can rhyme a two-syllable word with two one-syllable words that have the same vowel sounds right it's very cool and it's and when you do that then you can start you can move away from just doing the in the end of the the line and doing the interior of the line and then right. the thing i like to do is every word every syllable in the line word okay so like if i say like uh the only accurate description of vernacular spit by the sleuth is spectacular wow right yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm fanatically bit on kicking these fin- grammatically pimp type rhymes, you know, and just we just keep going like, and right. then and then and then you know, you just follow doesn't, the vowel sound and doesn't just just drop science, also drops the phonetics. Yes, yes, that's impressive. Well, I don't think we can do better than that, sleeves. So I think we'll leave the leave the rap battle on that. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to stop the game. No, 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 no. It's good. We are, we are. Got the uh, mic. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, this is this has been 
so much fun uh, and so good to talk to you all about this stuff and all the different things we covered tonight, you know, from everything from sweet potato pie recipes uh, mm. to, you know, what what we love about games and to the music and, and what, you know, your message and uh, yeah, all of it. Um, so, uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, don't worry. It's plug time for sure. So, um, I do want to, we're going to, we're going to actually, when we, when we end the show, I'm going to, don't want to forget to say this. We're actually going to, um, leave the show, uh, without our normal, uh, outro. Instead, we're going to be playing, uh, the song ride with you, uh, which, uh, gangsta grass graciously said we could play at the end of the, uh, episode, which makes, makes my day. Um, so yeah. All right. So we're going to, but I want to plug all the stuff you have going on. Obviously gangstergrass.com. You can find everything. Yeah. Um, I know dsleuth.com also has a, you, your albums for sale are on there. I believe I, I got them through iTunes just because that's yeah. where I download um, yeah. things. But I, yeah, on my site, I link to everything I'm on. So every Gangstergrass okay. album Perfect. is on there um, as well as my solo stuff and the mental advisory stuff. Um, and uh, actually, the, also not just gangstergrass.com, but no time for enemies.com. Yes, yes. We'll the new album you, is No Time for Enemies. We'll take you to everywhere you can get No Time for Enemies. It's a fantastic album. It's an amazingly timely album considering you recorded it a year ago. I mean, I guess that all of these things that you're talking about uh, and the messages you're giving in this, they were all messages, you know frankly forever right um it's just right now their messages for everyone who is is i think a lot more aware of the things going on i know that i certainly am and um like i said before that's been an education and it's been uh it's been a good education about very hard topics right and uh but i think it's something we all need to be more educated about everything going on and yeah i mean it's it's where we live and it's it's what we're all experiencing and while we all have different experiences we we have so many commonalities uh Mm -hmm. as you all said earlier and people seem actually ready to hear that message, which is really they exciting. They do, right? Yeah, yeah. it is exciting. They definitely got the time to focus on it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. And so, you know, you pick the people that you want to ride with on this yeah. whole on this whole thing. Exactly. And that's exactly. that's why we love the song Ride With You. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh we'll also We got you. We got you. <laughs> yes. That's right. And I will also link to the video. There's a really cool video um that uh did you did you all film that video during quarantine yeah was that yeah Yeah. and i mean i should be clear only three of the songs for the album were actually recorded before quarantine the rest of it was done with everybody sequestered in different states it was that's amazing feat of everything yeah but it's not something we ever thought we'd have to do yeah but but because we were we these are songs that we have performed hundreds of times in the process of make of writing right um, right it helped it helped that we had already been performing them together in the same room so we were able to kind of imagine you know each other right next to each other in that type of thing. right right yeah and wrench the mastermind is called the mastermind for many many reasons and <laughs> one of them is because he is just an incredible producer and he was able to take these pieces from everybody on their different recording equipment in their different places and put them all together into what really I I don't know anybody who has a good enough ear. I probably know somebody who has a good enough ear maybe to tell what was a studio song and what was not a studio song, but 
I can't I, I can't hear the difference. I can't tell. <laughs> I absolutely would never have known that at all. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, I think um, what is, what's even more exceptional is our like the video stuff that we do for our, our <laughs> lockdown live sets. Mm-hmm is the way that we've been able to make them appear as though we were all doing it at the same time because yeah <laughs> and it's 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 even more of a feat for him to be doing it in video form yes right yes yes it is you know um, yeah we have all learned new skills during these pandemic times yes gotta yes, find the silver lining somewhere yeah, we've talked a lot about that on the on the show about even as designers, we've had to learn so many new skills and different ways to meet with publishers and yeah. to, to test games. You know, we I've never used Board Game Arena. We use something called Tabletop Simulator, uh, which is in Steam. Yes. And uh, that, that allows us to build our own prototypes and put them out there and then play test them. So that's been, we've been doing more and more of that. And that's been great because uh, it's a way to physically show a publisher or play testers a game uh, that is, uh, you know, not not possible to show in person at the time so all those different tools for that are great but again thank you all for coming on the show is there anything other than no time for enemies and the websites we talked about is there anything else you all want to plug any of the other things you work on or ventures or anything like that gthevote.com gthevote.com awesome what is uh what is gthevote.com that is our voter, our voter turnout initiative um, because, you know, we are in an election year. Um, yes. Yep. Civic participation is of utmost importance to us. Absolutely. Uh, because Absolutely. Of the, obviously, because of the, 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 the messages we push in our music, which is stuff that is near and dear to us, we also yeah. want to make sure that people are engaged in our political process um, and mm-hmm. also have are connected to the resources that um, that will help them to execute those 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 rights. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah, feel I, like their vote doesn't matter. And, you know, those are the the F the vote people. And and we say your vote no. does matter. It really does. And the only way it doesn't matter is if you don't vote. So G the vote, right. G the vote dot com. You can text G the vote to nine triple seven nine. And that's a partnership we have with Oxfam, and they'll oh, nice. they'll text you and and help um, help you and your friends make sure that you actually get out to vote with whatever resources you need in your state. Right. Really, really cool right. stuff. Yeah, yeah gthevote.com. Yeah, right, and because it's using the text, uh, the the SMS technology it allows them to do the geolocation so that they know which state it is. Nice. Um, that's great. So that that that's quite helpful but you know yeah don't f the vote g the vote completely right. different clip well, <laughs> yes you're here well and i know um you know dolio you're in pennsylvania right yes and i'm in michigan and those and are I'm two in states virginia. That, yes oh okay yeah right so i was thinking dc but uh, virginia yeah sorry um you're not in dc proper you're in virginia um but yeah those are states that uh like in michigan i can speak for myself we need to get our crap together this time around because uh i was very very displeased last time uh, with Michigan going red, uh, so so yeah, I uh, your vote yeah, really does matter harder. because yeah, it was it was yeah, um, it's I I just think that you know pe- people think their vote doesn't count, but boy does their vote count, especially right now, and so many people don't vote, and it's dumb. Like you've right. got the chance to vote, vote. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> the 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 obvious thing is like if your vote really does not matter, 
why would they be trying so hard to make sure you don't do it? Yes! There it is, right there. Yes! That is, yes. I mean, right? That's like the most obvious, like, duh. Like, if your right. vote didn't matter, they wouldn't be trying to make it hard for you to vote. Don't let people right. intimidate you out of voting. In a lot of right. places, right. you can vote early. And if you have a mail-in ballot in a lot of places, you can drop it off in person. So there's a lot, there's a lot right. of mm-hmm. ways to vote. Right. If and you're if voting you're- on election day, you know, be careful, wear your mask. And, and Absolutely. if there's, if, if God forbid there are armed people there being poll watchers and you guys can see my air quotes you know don't don't let them intimidate you it is absolutely your right to vote and we all need to exercise our right to vote right and also if there's some discrepancy with you what you're you know if you know that you're registered and there's some sort of discrepancy at the polls you can always request a provisional ballot yes 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 a lot of people do not realize that and that's very key so important so yeah, and I, I just heard today Texas dropped down their ballot drop-offs. Did you hear this? To one per county in the state. And obviously Texas counties Texas, are see, their ridiculous counties are huge. huge, right? But it's yeah. to it's to stop Harris County uh, from from doing what it normally does in, in going blue. <laughs> and right. they're trying to make that harder for people. They had 40 yes. drop boxes, and yeah. they have one now. Yeah, As no I mistake. understand, they it's also no did. no mistake that this is a very black district. And there's yeah, a, yeah, wasn't there also yeah. something with um with IDs in Texas where where they made it so that your gun license is is an acceptable form of ID but your student ID is not. So that sounds so Texas. Like that's I mean it's not funny, but that just sounds very Texas. Yeah. So there's there's you know Dolio's right. There's you know if people are throwing up barriers in front of you to try to try to prevent you from voting, try to make it harder for you to vote, try to make you think that your vote doesn't matter. That just tells you how much it does matter. And, you know, gee, the vote, we're all behind you. We, we want to make sure that anybody who wants to vote gets to cast their vote. Right. That's what this, that's what the whole idea is. It doesn't, it doesn't work if we don't, if we don't vote and if we don't pay attention. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you, too. Um, so, yes, gthevote.com. Please go there. Uh, I'm already registered to vote, but I'm still going to go check it out because now I'm interested. So, and I will absolutely be voting, uh, as should all of you listening. And, uh, yes, thanks again to Dolio and Sleeves. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can go to buildingthegamepodcast.com. You can also find us, uh, buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can call us at 770-TELL-BTG. Uh, or you can find us on the Twitter at podcastbtg. I am at J.E. Slingerland. Dolio is at Sleuth Media. Uh, sleeves, I you're the sleeves, but I can't remember the exact way that it is written. Yeah, sleeves is spelled without the last E, so it's S-L-E-E-V-S. And that's because, let's face it, the last E is not necessary. That's sleeves. Completely unnecessary. Right? Yeah. So at the sleeves, S-L-E-E-V-S. Yep. Thank you, Jason, okay. for noticing. Yes. Um, and uh, all right. And uh, again, listen to uh, listen to the full outro. I know you usually skip it because it's the same song all the time, but it's not this time. And then go check out the video and find No Time for Enemies because it's 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 a real real fun album, and I really really love it. So thank you again, and good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Come on. Yeah, the future is a bumpy ride. I wanna ride with you.
I know I'm ready for the leap Started out with a little, yeah, barely had a heat But what we had kept a belly full of eats Just a short slip away from being belly on the streets Hard scramble over grits, jelly on the wheat Unabashed with a drive to keep our family on our feet Hard work raising youngins in the belly of the beast To be sitting around the table getting ready for the feast <laughs> It wasn't easy and it wasn't alone But we still got a long road to hoe on the road So what gets sold gets the water to grow and the sunlight to get the harvest ready to show So it goes that though whatever served on the menu Could react with situations that you've been through We can still get through like we got through We are not through, just know we got you Might be coming to get ya But I'm here to slay monsters like Geralt the Witcher And I'm here with ya, that's all she wrote Tight like a fat couple caught up in coach For my bros and my blokes Mamacitas y amigas, yes all of my folks If the whole world starts to go up in smoke We're riding together and we're going for broke But I'm trying to make sure that don't happen Climb on this boat with me, ride with your captain Maintain yourself in an orderly fashion Calm and collected, but I still need your passion This is a call to action, packed with exact facts Building more bridges than you will with a hashtag Big dog barking, send the fat cats running Revolution coming now, ain't that something?